you just, I tell a lot of the newer agents in my office, you know, just, just stop selling, just stop, stop trying to sell everything and just try to take care of people. Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have Ben Parada the founding team member of the Ben and Kate real estate team at Keller Williams. He is a real estate professional helping all buyers and sellers of residential real estate around the South shore of Boston. Hey, Ben, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mark. Thanks for having me. Well, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Ben, how did you become a real estate agent? So, you know, like most people that I've come across in the real estate business, it kind of happened by accident. Um, I was a young man, um, really just trying to find my way in life. And I was doing different types of sales jobs and oh boy, with all those details. But one of my jobs was selling to small businesses. And I actually walked into a real estate office in Marshfield, um, trying to sell them my, my product and service that I was doing there. And you know, it was, it was really struggling with that. I think I was about 23 years old. It was a long time ago. And um, the gentleman that owned the real estate company, you know, first he kicked me out. He said, get, get the hell out of here. I don't have time for you. And I'm walking down the hall and he says, hey, you know, get back over here. What, you know, what are you doing? He says, come on in and sit down. So we sat in the conference room. We got talking and he, he said, you know, what are you doing? I told him what I was doing. He's like, you're happy. I'm like, not really. Kind of just trying to figure it out here as a young man. And uh, he said, well, what do you think about selling houses? I said, you know, absolutely. I, uh, I, I just didn't know anything about it. And quite frankly, wasn't making a ton of money with what I was doing. Um, so I just gave it a shot. I, I, I honestly got into it completely by accident that way. So day one, I sell houses. What did you do to start? So for, with, with this guy, you know, most real estate companies you go into back then, you know, it's kind of like you get your license, you come in and they just kind of say, here you go, you get your license and you can go look at, you can go on broker tour, you can um, sign up for uptime and answer the phones as calls come in and try to convert people that way. They really just kind of leave you on your own. But fortunately for me, this gentleman was very systemized. I mean, he had me, he had me on a schedule. The first day I came in, he trained me, he had scripts, he had a database, um, you know, we're talking mid nineties and, and he had a database um, with people in it that had called into the office and I would call those people and just follow a script and get them in for an appointment. Um, I initially only worked with buyers. I only worked with buyers the first couple of years, which was again, unheard of back then. Um, he basically had a team and I was, I was kind of a spoke on that wheel as a buyer specialist, which was an excellent way to start, Mark, honestly. I mean, this business is hard and trying to get listings and trying to work with sellers, especially when you're young. I mean, I didn't even own a home at the time, you know? So, you know, trying to walk into a house to get someone listening was difficult just on experience alone. So, and I like showing houses. I, I liked working with the buyers. You get you out of the office, get you going out and about. So that was my first time. You know, that's basically how I started. That's what a, a day would look like right off the bat for me. So how did it start to come together for you? You know, I did pretty good that first year. I mean, I did 
24 transactions my first year, which is pretty good for first time wow. person. But, but it was it was based on the idea that I went to work. I mean, it, it was funny back then. I had you know good friends of mine because I was getting to be in my, my mid twenties. They were buying houses without me. And the one thing, <laughs> the one thing I realized right away is that just because you have your license doesn't mean your friends and family are going to want to work with you, especially when you're a young guy. So. You know, that took some time getting used to. And the only way you can really get credibility, especially back then, it's a little different now, is, is to get clients and get people talking about you. So it started coming together when I started having some success with it. And I think I, I think my first, I forget who my first client was, but it was House in Abington and a younger couple that was really around my age. And, you know, it just, it, it was, I made every mistake in the book, but it was fun. And you know, I, I get to be really good friends with them. And, and, and honestly, you know, I tell people all the time about real estate. I'm like, look, you know, our job essentially is to go out and make friends. And, and I'm okay at that, Mark. I'm, I'm okay at making friends. You and I are friends, right? Yep. And you just, I tell a lot of the newer agents in my office, you know, just, just stop selling, just stop, stop trying to sell everything and just try to take care of people. And, that's when I realized, you know, back then, what, what I really needed to do was just try to go out there and help everybody. We got clout and we got referral business after you did the job. You know, I have agents that never sold a house in, in, in their life. I watch them on social media. I think they invented real estate. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting to watch. But again, hey, look, they may be right and I may be wrong. I, I do a lot of social media myself these days. It's a huge part of what we do to connect with clients. So. Well, it's certainly a faster way to connect with people. Yeah, no, it, it is. And I, I think it's, it's, um, it's hard for me or it's challenging for me um, to do some of the stuff some of the people do, but it, it is what it is. It's, I, I think social media is good in a lot of respects, bad in a lot of respects. Um, it's been great to connect with people for sure. So tell me about your current team. So the Ben and Kate team at Keller Williams, who is the Ben and Kate team? So it's me and my partner, Kate, we're 50-50 partners. I um, brought Kate on board with me about 11 years ago. She was my uh, neighbor. Um, I had owned a Century 21 for a while, done a bunch of different things, and I really wanted to have a team. So, and I, and I, I felt like I, I wanted to have a, a woman partner, and I, you know, it just is what it was. I thought it'd be a good, a good mix, and I tried a couple of people out beforehand if whatever reason didn't work out, but Kate was my neighbor and I moved her from Plymouth to Pembroke. She joined up with me. We've kind of done it. We've had different people come and go, but currently we have a buyer agent, Cindy. We have a buyer agent, Meredith, and we have a, um, a team admin, another Kate. And, and then we have Tammy on our team who's kind of does a lot of outside field work for us and stuff like that. But that's essentially the, the group that we have right now with Kate and I, we try to concentrate on, on listings and working with sellers and our, our two buyer agents will, will work for the buyers. It's just, it's hard to do both these days. It really, really is. It's really difficult. And look, listings are so hard to come by, right? I mean, the, the inventory is so hard right now that, you know, we really survive in today's real estate market. You better be working with some sellers. You have to be. So it's difficult. So how are you reaching out and capturing some of those listings these days? It, it is a lot of social media. I, I, I think... It's a lot of referrals and it's it, it, a lot of past clients, a lot of out of area agent referrals, a, and a lot of social media. We, we do do a ton of it. And 
um, you know, we're, we're pretty relentless with it. So we do get a lot of that as well. What are you saying to the seller here? We are in May, 2021, where inventory is probably at its tightest it's ever been. When they say, I'd love to sell my house and get as much as I can for it. But, but, but Ben, where am I going to go? Well, first of all, I'm going to tell them I have no idea what your house is worth because we can put it on it and it's just been shocking. You know, that's a huge challenge. It really, really is. And I've had several clients say, hey, we'll go into a rental. Problem? Rentals are hard to come by, right. right? So, you know, and then, you know, I think there's a certain demographic based on my age that I'm 48 years old, almost 49. So I'm dealing with a lot of my friends' parents who are about my parents' age, you know, 70s and 80s. And they're saying the same thing. Great, I can get a million dollars, but where the heck am I going to go? I don't want to go to Florida. I want to stay in the area and be near my family. And it's a challenge. It's an incredible challenge. Um, and then you have the younger folks and maybe are younger families that are like, hey, look, I, I uh, you know, I want to I, I want to move and, and so forth and so on. But, you know, I'm not moving unless I sell my house. I got a two year old and I'm not going to be homeless. Um, and we've had a couple of clients like that. And then, you know, after they get beat up out there trying to make offers and they can't get them accepted because they have a contingency of a house to sale. The house to sell, they put it on the market and, and damn, they get more than they ever thought they would. And, and, you know, they're just like, you know what, going to the in-laws, we made enough money here that we are out. We will go sit in the in-laws for a while and we'll wait. So that's been happening. It's just trying to get creative. I, I think in this market, agents have to be problem solvers because you have to have these conversations with people. Um, the people that aren't, it's, it's, a, it's, it's as important as picking up the phone and asking someone if they want to sell their house is the, you know, the conversations, the, Hey, where could you go? You know, you're going to get this amount of money for your house. You could get this amount. If you did it, what are your options? You have a family member you could go to is a summer house you can go to, um, you know, we're getting close. Can we time it for you? Cause we're in May now, if you put your house in the market, I may get someone who's willing to wait till September to buy it. Would you be willing to wait? And we'll get you into a winter rental where the rental market's tight. It's coming up with ideas to, to help folks make the move. And, and again, solving their problems is essentially what it is. What about suitable housing contingencies? What do you think of those? So putting the house in the market with the suitable housing? Yeah. So I, I, I think, you know, yeah, people will wait. People will definitely wait. We've, we've even had people that are renting back right now. They're renting back. You know, I think the challenge is gets technical, right? When people get a mortgage and they're buying a house to be owner occupants and all of a sudden they're renting back. So there's, as you know, being a, you know, an attorney, there's some challenges there. You want to make sure you're doing things the right way, but no, you can definitely do it. Um, and even in this market, I, look, I always, I've been telling sellers that for forever. Like, you know, they don't want to move unless they find something. I'm just, we'll put your house on subject to find suitable housing. And I say this to me, it always rings true is that you know, um, it always seems to work. Once you sell your house, you get motivated and, and things fall into place. Although that one couple that moved in with the in-laws, I did tell them, I said, I am promising you about six to eight months ago, I will not make you homeless. They're homeless right now. Um, <laughs> and we laughed about it. You know, we laughed about it at the day of the close. And I said, remember that time I told you I'd never make you homeless? And you're homeless. But you know what? They actually found a place. They're under agreement on a place now. But no, I think you can do it. I think you can definitely do it. I think the buyers out there are so anxious that, you know, I tell all the agents in my office, I'm like, you know, the buyer's agents, when you're making offers, it's not all about price. Ask the sellers, you should be asking the sellers this question, you know, what other than price is important, the seller's agents rather, is important to your sellers right now? Because I'd like to know, I'd like to know what's really important to them. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, 
they'll take 575 over 600 for someone who's willing to give them a couple more months. You, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's, that's the things that you have to have. You got to be creative. Um, you know, I had a house over the weekend. We did 14 offers. Only one person got it. I had to call 13 agents last night and tell them they didn't get the house. Um, I gave them good feedback, you know, told them what was, what was, you know, why they didn't get it and stuff like that. But um, I digress a little bit back to your original question. I don't know that a problem to do with suitable housing. But that's a but that's a great segue because I wanted to ask you about you know the the mindset of the buyer agents right now you know how do you keep them motivated when they're simply they're working for free and they're getting beat up and their clients are getting beat up and they're trying to have these conversations and stay focused what do you, how do you keep them motivated you know listen I. I it is very difficult. Okay. Especially for our buyer agents, um, things are coming together for them. I, 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 you know, I think it's a matter of, again, you've got to be just a little bit better than, than your competition up until this point, Mark, there's been more real estate agents in the business than there ever has been. And this happened in 05, 06, right? We were, we were hammered. And I say this cautiously because I don't want to be negative, but you know, the reality is some people aren't going to make it. And I really feel like with these buyers agents, if you just hang in there with these buyers, you know what, you may not make the, the amount of money you thought you were going to make this year, have the amount of sales, but you're going to gain such great relationships with these buyers that you work with. They're going to understand your loyalty. They're going to refer you. If you can hang in there for this year, see what the next year looks like. Things will lighten up. The competition will thin out a little bit. And, and that's the reality of it. There's too many real estate agents and there's not enough houses. I have friends of mine all the time. They're like, oh, you must be killing it. This market, I heard the real estate market's awesome. Like, you crazy? It, it, like, there's not enough houses to sell. It, it's like being, it's like selling shoes and we don't have enough shoes to sell. I mean, it's just that simple. You don't, you just don't have enough products. So it is definitely difficult. For me and my partner, we're well-branded. We've been around, I've been around almost 25 years. Um, so we do get a lot of listings, which is fortunate for us. And I, and I count my blessings because we're doing okay. But I do think it's definitely difficult. And with agents, I just try to tell them, you know, take this year, next 12 months as a learning experience, try to get as educated as possible, try everything you can, and you'll come out of this a really strong real estate agent with some good, uh, good relationships. Start focusing on the real estate investors, buyer agents. That would be a, that would be a good bit of advice too. Oh, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, we're a popular brand. And I think a huge mistake that agents, when they get their license, get into this business do. I think they try, oh, I'm going to be that uber popular agent that everyone knows, blah, blah, blah. But as you and I both know, there's, there's a lot of different things you can do with your real estate license, not just be that traditional, well-known residential resale agent. Uh, find land. for develop Developers are dying for land right now. Right. Uh, finding off-market flips. I mean, that is, that's huge right now. That is huge. Um, and there's people out there that you can do that. There's all kinds of strategies and there's things you can be doing. And the investors are definitely, I, if I was a newer agent and I didn't have much to do and I was kind of struggling, I'd be going to every Zoom and in-person investor meeting I could find. Every single one in Eastern Massachusetts. Um, just shaking hands and finding out. Because if I, if I had to pick one thing that was a huge regret in my career, my years of doing this, I am a real estate investor now, very small investor, but I would have, I'm kicking myself for not getting into the investing game when I was in my twenties. I, I think my reality would be a lot different. And I, I just think that was a huge mistake on my end. So just make sure your kids buy real estate then, right? 
You're damn straight. You're damn straight. My 20-year-old Jake, he will be buying something. We're looking at multifamilies in different areas with him. He's he's into it for sure. Well, there's going to be a lot of values coming along uh, very soon in that space. I can I can guarantee that. I have a question for you. So Ben and Kate take care of a client. They sell their house and they put a testimonial up on Facebook, Google. What does that look like? So that looks like that they worked with us and the process was seamless. It was easy. Um, ben, the, from the first meeting, the marketing that we do, the amount of people we got through the house to picking the right offer. I, I think that's a huge thing that agents don't realize and sellers don't realize. They're like, you know, I had 14 offers on a house this weekend. People are like, that's great. That's great. Well, it is, but it isn't because you got to pick the right one. We have a lot of aggressive agents out there. You got to sift through the financing, through the terms. I mean, I had one guy who put one of the offers in and it was that the offer was subject to them selling a house, um, you know, subject to selling one house. Well, I said, okay, well, the people buying, and it's under agreement, by the way, the people buying that house, I'm like, do they have a house to sell? He goes, oh yeah. So if I had gone with that offer and was decent, we'd have a two, we'd be the third domino and there's no need for that in this market. So part of the testimony would be that they guided us correctly. They, they helped us pick the correct offer. It closed up quickly. There wasn't a lot of problems at home inspection. The team helped us move. All we had to do was worry about packing and turning off our utilities and we were good. Um, they, they had us hire a great attorney like Mark Stiles. He took care of everything on the sell side for us. We didn't even go to the closing. It couldn't have been easier. That would be, and we got the money we wanted. That would probably be the ideal goal of our team. And, and that's the truth. That is the truth of our team. That's how we operate. That's the systems we have in place. And that's what we try to do. So if someone were to come to um, someone like myself, not me, Mark Stiles, real estate attorney, but uh, someone who knows Ben, who's, who's worked with Ben in the past, and they come to me and they say, hey, Mark, I'm looking to work with, the, with either Ben and Kate's team or, you know, John Q. Public's team. What do you want your referral soldier to say about you? I would, I would, I would want them to say, look, you know, Ben and Kate would tell you this thing. And this is what I would tell anybody who's coming to me. I would say, look. I want you to work with whoever you're comfortable, most comfortable with. I really do. The relationship goes both ways. What I can tell you is that if you work with Ben and Kate, you're going to get a different level of service. It's, it's, we, it, my partner and I definitely pride ourselves on doing what's right, not always easy. So you're, you're going to get people that are going to, that not only have the knowledge, you know, with the amount of sales we do per year, but you're going to get someone that's going to fight for you. And I think that's really important with everything. It's in every market, there's challenges. And you just want someone that cares and is going to fight for you. And, and that you totally will get. With, with me and Kate or our buyer agents, um, we're going to help you make the right decisions. And, and, and you're, going to, you're going to have fun doing it too. You know, we're done with our folks. We work with them. We want, we want them to be, you know, not only, you know, telling people about us, but like, hey, look, at, you know, those are good people. They're people that we want to hang out with, that we're friends with, that we have a good connections with us because we'd rather have a good relationship than sell a house. I can tell you that right now. We can always go and sell homes. Developing a good, solid relationship is far more important than each individual deal. And you know what, Mark? And I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back. We do enough business where each deal, it, it, one deal isn't going to make or break us. So we're able to make the right decisions, even if it makes, even if it means not putting money in our pocket for the short term, if that makes sense. 
It totally does. So Ben, the most important question of them all is how would somebody get in touch with you if they wanted to either utilize your buying agent services or list their home for sale? Well, listen, we're on Instagram, the Ben and K team. We have our Ben and K page on Facebook. Um, you can reach us by our, our, our phones. Our website is benandkaterealestate.com. Um, so you can reach us there with all our information. Um, and, 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 you know, give us a call on cell phones. I'm 781-831-0340 or my partner, 617-877-7621. Feel free to, to reach out and chat with us. And that partner is Kate Richard and Tom will, Kate put, Richard. Tom will put all of those uh, contact information in the show notes. Now we're going to try to get all of our guests together in a few years, all of the folks that were kind enough to come onto the podcast, and we're going to have a networking event. And one of those uh, features of the event are going to be karaoke. So if you are called to the mic, Ben Parada, what are you singing? I'm singing a damn thing. I'm singing a duet. I'll, I'll sing. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Billy D out there. I, I think um, we'll sing a duet. Like, uh, what is it? Lovers in the stream. What was that one? That was a really good one. Leather but, and lace. And I would, leather and lace. Perfect. You, I will do that with Billy. How's that sound? Well, Billy D is a Bill guest. Benchmont. Billy D was a guest on this show, so he uh, he might be there ready to do it. But I think he wants to. <laughs> I think he wants to sing solo. He's a solo guy. He's like get He's off my stage. He's a solo guy. He's a solo guy. I tell you what. I tell you what. If my partner Kate will get up there, we'll we'll get up there and do it. How's that sound? What are you gonna say? I don't know. We'll do leather and lace, but we'll we'll think it. We'll think of something good. We'll think of something good. A little Kiki and Elton John, maybe. Maybe something along that lines. Definitely. Ben, thank you, my friend. Enjoy your round of golf. You've earned it. You've I, earned it. I will. I will. Thank you for having me, man. I hope I I hope I gave you some insight. And uh, it's my pleasure, man. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, bud. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Securitytle. Securitytle helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Securitytle, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.